welcome to Quick Save, the video game focused segment of Comic Book Nation, the only show that does it all for geek culture and the official podcast of comicbook.com. I am Comic Book Nation host Kofi Outlaw, and I am just here today to be your usher into the Quick Save universe. If you are just kind of jumping into Quick Save now, we've uh, already just done one or two episodes. We basically did a couple prototypes where we did a GTA trailer reveal, Indiana James, Indiana James, Indiana Jones game reveal. <laughs> then we started our segment last week talking about the PlayStation State of Play 2024 and giving first impressions of Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. Now that we've gotten our practice in, this is the regular quick save segment. This will be my last time doing any kind of intros to let all you Comic Book Nation fans know where to find Quick Save and who to talk to about it. Today, I am joined by a Quick Save host, Logan Moore, and someone I don't think we've really even gotten to meet. Rich, is that Ricky is back there? Ricky, yes. Hello. Hey, well, this is our first time meeting. Uh, this is Ricky from Comic Book Gaming, and uh, yeah, you and I... I think we did. Wait, we did one of these. Did we do Indiana Jones or something? Uh, yes, that is true. I think. All right. Well, if you yeah. were there, I was there. I can't remember. Ricky was on the Indiana ago. Jones one, but I, I was. Kofi, yeah, Kofi okay. wasn't though. Yeah, I just inserted myself in there. That was that was well done. Yeah, there in spirit. Yeah, me too. Yeah, like one of those shining photos. But um, yes. So this is our comic book gaming team, and every week or most weeks we are going to be bringing you the latest in gaming news including today where we had a whole show planned in true comic book nation fashion until it all got interrupted by some big news from disney but in addition to that a few program notes we also release so much other content through comic book nation so quick save has a bonus episode this week and for the next couple of weeks there will be bonus episodes recapping each episode of Halo Season 2, which is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Matthew Aguilar and I have jumped in and taken that portion because uh, we were big into the first season of the show. So if you're looking for the Halo coverage, there is are two quick save bonus episodes already out now covering the Halo premiere and the second episode. But this is our regular quick save segment where we really do take a deep dive into gaming. And that's it for me for the program notes. Now Logan Moore will be taking over and anybody should know what you're getting into, <laughs> how it relates to the main comic book nation and uh, where to find everybody. So that's my whole spiel. But uh, Logan, what are we talking about today? Because some big stuff happened. Yeah, I mean, I think this is one of the reasons why we talked about wanting to do this show a little bit later in the week so that news could come out because... Uh, last night, we got some huge news about Fortnite specifically. I mean, obviously, that game is an ever present multiplayer giant, but specifically, Disney has now invested $1.5 billion and owns an equity stake in Fortnite developer Epic Games. And while that's a pretty big deal on its own, they're now using that money to essentially team up and create what is being called a new Disney universe within Fortnite. Uh, this is going to this is seems to be like the next evolution of Fortnite as a sort of like base for all these other different projects. Obviously we've seen like the rocket racing stuff within the past couple months has come to that. So has the Lego Fortnite, like clearly Fortnite itself is becoming like a platform for different experiences. And now there's going to be a new experience in this game that is tied entirely to Disney and Disney is going to, I mean, they're, 
their press release here says that they want this to be a new universe that will, quote, offer a multitude of opportunities for consumers to play, watch, shop, and engage with content and characters from Disney, Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars, Avatar, and more. So this is going to be a we've had Disney collaborations, obviously, in the past with Fortnite, specifically like with Marvel and Star Wars and stuff like that. This is going to be it sounds like everything Disney related. Um, it's going to fold in a lot of different characters and stuff. Obviously, I'm sure there will be plenty of skins that people will be able to buy for the larger Fortnite game. But Ricky, I guess starting with you, like what are you thinking about this whole move? I don't know if you play Fortnite or anything like that, but even if you don't, this seems like a really huge deal for the future of the video game industry and specifically where Fortnite is going. Yeah, I, I do, I've not played Fortnite since it was before it was a battle royale game. And uh, so I don't really, <laughs> I don't <laughs> That's know. Exactly. a long time ago. It's a long time ago. Um, I don't know where they're going to go in terms of that, but it's very interesting with all the stuff they do where they have like, you know, concerts in Fortnite, watch movies in Fortnite. Uh, you know, like, are we going to get the Super Bowl? And I don't know. Does ABC have the Super Bowl? Whoever has, whatever events they have it's, no what, cbs come events? on oh, CBS yeah. oh, we, have the, super bowl. So yeah. we have the super bowl this year i'm, I'm so sorry paramount <laughs> please don't fire me um yeah but it, like are we gonna get like sports stuff are we gonna get movies are we gonna get um you know all the kinds of stuff like that and then also the one thing that i've been thinking about especially because they've introduced all those new game modes late last year with like rocket racing lego for like you were saying are because you know Disney doesn't make their own games anymore. They you know they send them out to other people, have them make them. Are they going? Is part of this going to be? Hey, we're going to make new game modes within Fortnite, which you know that's probably like the most interesting part to me as someone who doesn't play a ton of Fortnite. And I think probably more interesting to most people because like yes, the skins are cool, but you know how much is uh, having Elsa as your Fortnite person really going to change the game for you? I don't know. Maybe it changes it a lot. I don't know. I don't play. I mean, but, I want to see Elsa yeah. with a sniper personally. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, I want to see it, but I don't know if it's like um, life changing. <laughs> I think I think this is more news aimed less at kind of you guys as kind of more hardcore gamers. And it's more relevant to me. Um, yeah, I am the parent of an eight year old and a five year old five year old boy who is now just coming into Roblox and all of this stuff. So this is a big part of my life right now and a big problem in my life, quite frankly. Um, <laughs> and like, not at all a joking way. I just came back from school. All right. Like I just got back from the school right now. Um, so we've had in the last 24 hours, I've had to sit my son down and begin just talking about, you know, the structure of freemium games and like what that is. Cause he's already starting to come to me and be like, yo, can I get a thousand Roblox? And I'm like, what? Like, you know, you're like, no, man, like you have to understand like what's going on here. And he thinks this is like the unlocking of all the ultimate joy in the universe if he can get this skin. So I think Disney recognizes that. And I think Disney is tapped into like this generation, like my son who's coming up. And these kids are like he's on the cut. He's on FaceTime with his cousin. And they're both playing Roblox from Pennsylvania across to Tennessee. And they're obsessed with this stuff. And this looks like the ultimate next evolution of freemium, like for me. That's the cynical person in me. That's what I'm seeing. It's like, if you're going to get people to get into a free game and start to pay for things, Disney is the master at that. Disney is the absolute master at getting you in somewhere and then being like, but for additional costs, you can have a full Disney experience. So I feel like, yeah, they are going to be the ones trying to bridge that gap between kind of corporate entertainment entities and freemium gaming which is a code people have been trying to crack for the last decade but to varying degrees of success but 
that complete synergy has never really come together until possibly right now. And so I'm terrified because <laughs> as a parent, I know that like, uh, not just my son, but now I'm also like, if they put that little star from wish in here, my daughter's going to be like, you know, she's going to suddenly want to jump into Fortnite or something. She mm -hmm. might want to play as Elsa or Moana or somebody else. Um, just the visuals and them seeing that. And like you said, I, I just got a PS5 finally for Christmas because I got two kids and I <laughs> it had to be a long wait for this purchase. So I'm just getting back into Fortnite now, mostly because my son keeps ma making me play to yell at me to play. I didn't want to play, um, but I went back in. And so, yeah, these in what they're doing in there with the racing games, they're cheap ass guitar hero knockoff game which <laughs> nearly made me vomit that. after like just 10 minutes of trying to play that i was like i think i'm gonna throw up because i'm getting so dizzy here but um you know in the lego thing in the lego universe they're building like yeah you start to disneyfy all of that like these kids are gonna get lost in this game for days on end well and you imagine that everything will still be interconnected like they'll have the disney portion of the game but then everything else will flow through all the other different avenues of like if you buy an, an elsa skin in the disney section of the game like you'll probably surely be able to use that in the battle royale and then there'll be a lego elsa character and stuff like like they're, they're gonna try to fully integrate it in everything else i imagine the biggest takeaway for me with this is that disney has been on pretty some pretty well documented rough times the past year or two and over the past couple of years, you've heard a lot of corporate tech giants talk about the metaverse and the metaverse. It's the next big thing. We're going to create our own metaverse, specifically with Meta and Facebook or Facebook, whatever. Um, this feels like Disney's response to the kind of metaverse push that has been coming about. And I, I don't like the whole metaverse concept, really, as the way as the way it's been pitched by a lot of other companies. But this, to me, makes the most sense. Like because they're going to a specific established product on the market and are coming up with something that is art. Like people have joked that the Fortnite is already kind of this promise of the metaverse that people have been talking about for so long at this point anyway. And this now just feels even more distinctly like Disney has seen that and is like, okay, if we're going to capitalize on this potential burgeoning market or burgeoning space, like this is the way to do it. And I think it makes a lot of sense to just dump money in Epic's pocket get them to build out this thing who the heck knows when it's going to release like the teaser video they put out for this said it's coming soon ish which to me means not soon at all to be honest like <laughs> even in their uh press release they put out about this they said like yeah we got to wait for the deal to close first and we got to wait for it to go through all the typical like everything to get checked and uh, regulation approvals and stuff oh. like that so this is further down yeah. the line yeah. than not like only. this year or something yeah, not only that, they, I'm sure this is a pioneering deal that they're working out. So mm -hmm. they probably got teams of lawyers trying to anticipate like five or 10 years worth of revenue development that comes from this and indemnify. Uh, these are all big legal words that I've spent too much time <laughs> hanging out Paramount <laughs> contracts and things. But like, yeah, to indemnify themselves against it now after these strikes, especially like just to make sure they get this money locked in now, because I think you're right. I think, you know, we all joke about Fortnite, but. I think it can't be underestimated how long now, because, you know, we all went through this time skip because of the pandemic. So time has been compressed, but like how long this game has been around and how many times it keeps drawing us back in for different reasons is it is something like you yeah. have to give it to that and, and kind of recognize that. And yeah, I mean, people like weirdly enough, like Travis Scott, like throwing an entire concert in Fortnite form, which still not only just did, things for the game but still racks up 
millions and millions of YouTube views that people, mm-hmm. like I said, my son was replaying that before he ever learned what Fortnite was. He kind of knew a Travis Scott song and it was just like, oh, oh, like now he's like a big, you know, game animated character. This also makes a ton of sense because Disney's biggest challenge in some ways is taking that imaginative space that they claim is the heart and core of Disney and realizing it, right? Like in the real real world, in a film and stuff, that's a lot harder, but this is an unlimited imagination play space. And yeah, you can really just kind of put the Disney concept on crack in something like Fortnite. Like, yeah, you can do an entire, hey, Frozen anniversary. We're going to have, if you go to this section of the game, you'll get to watch Elsa and her sister perform that you know, that number from the first film you love so much and you could get in and dance to it too and blah, 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 and, mm-hmm. you know. Well, like, I'm sure they're going to start selling movies or or tied like Disney Plus to this or something like that. Like they mentioned in the, in the, in the release here that you can watch stuff in this. And, th- and that's something that Fortnite's already done in the past. Like I think of when they were, sh- what did they show? Tenet in Fortnite? Tenet trailer was the yeah. biggest, yeah. The you Tenet trailer, but they also the showed like full movies and stuff like that. So there's going to be like ties with this, I would imagine, to Disney Plus, and there will be a whole section where you can, you know, watch what's on Disney Plus, or maybe you can eat outright purchase movies. I mean, Fortnite's evolved to the point where you can buy songs now for like five bucks, and then you can play them in the in the uh, in the rock, rock band ripoff area and stuff like that. Like, I'm sure you'll be able to buy movies and watch them whenever you want in this, which is just another way for them to get money out of people, which is so weird. Just buy a Blu-ray <laughs> rather than, you know, being a little the future Fortnite avatar. Gen Z watching. doesn't want to do that. Like they yeah. literally want to watch. I watch my kids all day, sit around watching somebody else watching yep. and commenting <laughs> on stuff. And I'm like, and it's fascinating to them. And I'm like, Oh my God. I literally said last night, I was like, I'm worried about your generation guys. Like, I just looked at both my kids and I was like, I'm worried about your generation severely. Like, so this is, I mean, this is right up their alley. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm not going to watch a movie. I'm going to play a video game character who's watching a movie. We're getting into that whole Dwight Schrute second life thing and it's getting yeah. nuts, right? It is funny <laughs> that it's coming full circle back to second life in some weird ways because that was attempted, what, 15, 20 years ago at this point. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, and now we're circling back around to where people do just want to live full lives. Ricky, I know you mentioned to me before that you had some ideas for what they might do with sports in this. Oh, there yeah. There is so, like a whole okay. section where they show ESPN. Yeah. Uh, in so, this, like mock up as well. Here's my, here's my whole thing with this. The Fortnite in general, what they've been doing lately is like Kofi was saying, they're, they're trying to become in some ways Roblox, right? Like Roblox. I used to teach. And so I'm very familiar with Roblox because I taught elementary school and they talk about it a lot. And there's all these uh, different like game modes that people create, you know, all this different stuff. And so I think that when Fortnite started to introduce things like Lego Fortnite, uh, Rocket Racing, all that stuff, they're starting to like add in those new game modes. And so I'm hoping that this, (laughs) I'm going to stick it to sports, but I'm hoping that this is just like continues that, that these worlds or whatever they're showing in the the mock-ups are the idea like, oh, we're going to have like new game types for the Disney stuff. And one of those, and this, I did some research. <clears throat> one of those, I think, because in my opinion, the thing that video games are missing the most right now are arcade sports titles, right? And if we have the Disney, the ABC, we have ESPN, let's do that. And you know, I don't know if you remember this, Logan, 
But Epic, most not most recently, but recently worked with a little studio called Iron Galaxy to make Rumbleverse. Do you remember that? And yeah. if you remember, Iron Galaxy, Adam Boyce, David Legg, uh, two guys who worked on Blitz the League. They worked on NHL Hits. So all I'm saying is my dream is that we get uh, a new... You know, a new arcade sports from Iron Galaxy crew would be like the dream project come out of this. Now, is that going to happen? Probably not. But <laughs> that was my first thought when I saw this I was like, oh, could we get like new game modes and what could they do? Because there, you know, there are there are several spots missing from what we used to have back in video game days. Uh, and I think Fortnite has the opportunity and they've already shown they can do it with uh, the rock. Obviously, I haven't played the rock band, so I don't know if it's, you know, great or anything, but that is a spot that like was it's used to be really band. popular. It used to be really popular, right? Now, you know, it's kind of died off and they're trying to bring it back. So I was thinking, what other places could they bring stuff back? And so sports was like my first thought because that's, you know, pretty much all I play at this point. But I think there's the opportunity for Fortnite with its arcade look and, you know, all these other properties to do that kind of stuff. You know, are we going to have the Space Jam 2 uh, inside of <laughs> inside of Fortnite? That's that's my hope. That's that's so that was kind of what that whole movie was. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just go to World World. Yeah. Like do different things and see different characters. Also, I mean, yeah, sporting events would be great. I think it would be even as simple, something as simple as playing any game that's through uh, through abc on a screen in yeah. a stadium where you get to have a battle royale in the stadium versus like people who you know you get to get a skin it's like you're if you're a fan of that team you get to fight against or even if you're not you can just suit up and you know the fans fight it out while the game's playing in the background like mm -hmm. oh like a splat fest yeah like, yeah, I mean, just like the Super Bowl this weekend, be like, if you're yeah. a San Francisco skin, you want a Kansas City Chiefs skin, get in. You, there's a whole stadium you can play in while the Super Bowl is playing. I was going to say, back. they already have licensing deals with the NFL, and I yeah. believe the NBA, too. Like, in the yeah. shop right now, they just brought back all the NFL stuff to line up here with the Super Bowl. So, like, you can go buy. Yeah, so you're watching and playing at the same time, and then we've yeah. crossed the Rubicon right after that, right? Like, <laughs> it's over after that. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. This is definitely the most, like, I mean, I, I've really started to play Fortnite a whole lot the past couple months, so I, I'm into the game right now, just at that baseline sense. But even beyond that, this is the most kind of fascinating thing that I think I've seen happen so far this year in video games, because this really feels like it's going to mark a huge evolution in the future. And everybody yeah. else is probably going to try to rip this off. And it, I, honestly, like the thing I'm most curious about is I mentioned before that Disney's had hard times with their t their TV and film stuff. If they get big. Uh, like a, a huge windfall of money from this, which I imagine they will. I'm curious to see if they try to like double and quadruple down on video games and what that might look like long-term, because obviously they they've been licensing all their stuff out for the longest time with Marvel and star Wars and stuff like that. But if they see like that, this is a really big boon for them, they might go full tilt into games because it really feels like this is the direction that everything is sort of starting to shift into mm -hmm. here. Um, I think that's it for this segment. I We're going to take a break. Kofi's going to drop out. And then when we come back, Ricky and I are going to talk about some other big things that have been happening this week, which have included Xbox games potentially coming to PS5 and what that might mean for the future of Xbox in the gaming industry overall. So be sure to come back and join us here in just a minute.
right, and we are back. Uh, Ricky, this is just you and I for this segment. Let's talk about okay. what the heck has been going on with Xbox. Uh, obviously, so I'll say this up front here. Everything we're probably going to talk about for the rest of the episode will be followed up next week with an eventual uh-huh. part two because we're going to learn a whole lot more here in the next week. Um, but there's been a kerfuffle or whatever within the past couple days because Xbox sounds like it's going to start bringing its games to PlayStation 5 and Nintendo Switch potentially as well. Uh, This has been something that has been rumored over the past month quite a bit. We started hearing rumors about it with, I think, initially Hi-Fi Rush and Mm -hmm. Sea of Thieves were both said to be coming to PS5 and Nintendo Switch. And then the floodgates kind of opened over this past weekend with a lot of reputable people saying that Starfield is a game that's going to be coming to PS5 at some point. Uh, potentially later this year, Indiana Jones in the Great Circle is also going to potentially be coming to PlayStation 5 probably early next year after the games launched on Xbox and PC this year. And then we've heard other people, reputable people saying stuff like Xbox is also talking about bringing Gears of War to PlayStation. It's like this is like a really crazy situation and there's been a whole lot of talk about it on socials this week. And it just this would mark a huge, huge shift in how Xbox does business overall and what console generations mean and exclusives for consoles and all that sort of thing. Ricky, what have been your big takeaways from this whole situation right now as, as we've kind of heard, I I guess we've only got reports and rumors to go off of because Xbox hasn't officially said anything just yet. Yeah, I think, I mean, it hasn't, I don't think this is that surprising really in the grand scheme of things. Like they, you know, when they bought Bethesda, uh, they had what they had, Oh, what's it called? Deathloop and yeah. uh, Ghostwire, Ghostwire Tokyo, Tokyo. Mm-hmm. were both a year. They stayed on PlayStation for a year and then they came over. I don't think personally, I don't think like, I don't know. I'm, I don't get sold on exclusives anymore. Maybe that's because I have a PC and a PS5. Maybe that's just me, but um, like exclusives are not the selling point for me in a lot of times, in a lot of cases. And a lot of that is because I don't really like a lot of those games. So I am, you know, I'm... <laughs> Like I'm not a big PlayStation uh, single player guy. Like I didn't like Spider-Man. Um, I'm trying to remember the last one I even liked, but I can't think of what it was. Uh, maybe Death Stranding. I don't know. But You're not a big um, Days Gone fan? No, I'm not. Surprisingly, I'm not. <laughs> um, but no, I. So I don't. I, but just in general, like in spite of that, I don't think it's that surprising that we're gonna get a year of exclusivity and then it go back. Especially Starfield. Like Starfield was always weird to me that that was not gonna go to both because it just seems like there's so much money on the table because there are so many more PS5s than there are Xbox Series Xs out there. Uh, Obviously, like, Xbox is kind of... I mean, they're not playing from a position of weakness, right? Because they are Microsoft. They have so much money. I mean, they just threw $70 billion down on the table last year to buy... Yeah, Judy and Activision. So, yeah. but they, but but they are in you know third place, right, in terms of console sales. Uh, so they are kind of they kind of maybe I don't think they have to do something like this, but I think if they're in the business of making money, it makes sense to do something like this. I don't think they're going to go the direction, and we're probably going to talk about this in a second, but I'll go ahead and say it. I don't think they're going to go the direction of Sega with the Dreamcast and just completely fall off yeah. from making consoles. But I do think it makes sense to bring most of these games i mean i like i would not even be surprised if halo does it eventually like i don't think at this point it really like i don't to me exclusives don't matter that much anymore um i know some people will disagree with me a lot but you know who but, wouldn't um, disagree with you is phil spencer because he's kind of <laughs> said as much within the yeah. past year like we could release a 10 out of 10 game that's the best game of the year and it's really not gonna change that much i think he said at some point last year like yeah so 
I think, I, I mean, I, real quick, sorry to cut you off. I think no, that people fine. are more locked into the ecosystem than they are in, like, I think if you had an X360 and then you had an Xbox One and now you have an Xbox Series X, it's not so much that you're locked in because you're like, oh my gosh, I love Halo. You're locked in because all your stuff is there, right? Same thing mm -hmm. with PlayStation. Like, I'm not, I'm not buying a PlayStation. I mean, maybe some people are, but I am not buying a PlayStation to play Spider-Man 2. I'm buying a PlayStation because I had a PlayStation 4. You know, like I, yeah. you know, all that stuff, you know, it just, it just is easier, more convenient. And I mean, I, I will say I have both, but this is my job. So it's a little bit different, but for like <laughs> a, a normal person who isn't, you know, covering video games, I think they're more locked into the ecosystem and they're locked into the exclusives. And so bringing your games to both platforms, especially if you're going to give your platform a window of exclusivity makes a lot of sense to me. I think that is the big concern, though, with a lot of people is that, yes, they've got they've, you know, been building up these digital libraries since the Xbox 360 era, potentially. And then now we see that they're going to start bringing their exclusives potentially to the other platforms, which in turn might lower uh, the amount of console sales that there are. Like at, at what point, yeah. though, is Microsoft going to potentially stop making dedicated hardware if their yeah. console sales continue to deep, dip even further? Because the Xbox Series X and S is already on a pretty poor trajectory and the yeah. Xbox One wasn't a success. Like how low are they going to go and still create dedicated hardware? Because eventually you imagine if there's only like five to 10 million Xbox consoles out there in the wild, like they can't continue to justify like let's dump money into R&D and let's dump money into creating yeah. these new consoles that then nobody's going to buy. Like at some point it feels like the end would be in sight. And I don't think that would be the next generation. It would probably be the one after where things really start to seem like there would be questions of whether or not Xbox is actually going to make another console. But, uh, but I, I understand that my big thing with this has always been like, as these rumors have started to come about is like Xbox needs to change how they're operating in some manner. And in some ways, I think that like just for the livelihood of the brand and the company, like they have made some decisions that have been very pro-consumer that I don't think are working out well long term. Like I think of like day one exclusives on Game Pass, like that mm. has to be like the proof seems to be in the pudding at this point that that is just not a good strategy for them and that they are probably losing money on that, especially on some of their biggest titles. Yeah. Um, that's the, uh, the whole reason why I think they're starting to look to break some of these games over game pass feels like it's topped out to some degree, like subscribe subscriptions haven't gone up at such a rate on that partially because console sales haven't gone up too off too much. Um, I feel like game pass is hopping out and they see kind of that there's not a whole lot of room for growth left on that front. So they're trying to change how they're getting their income. And one of those options is to obviously let's just release our stuff on PlayStation and switch. That'll bring us more money. Um, so like it's I don't know they need to change how they're doing things and they have announced that they're having a business a business update meeting <laughs> event next week who the heck knows what that's going to look like or what that's going to mean clearly though like some big things that are rumored and some things that I'm expecting them to say like I don't think Call of Duty is going to come to Game Pass day one like I think they need to get out of the way and say like hey like we might own all these things but like there's going to have to be changes to Game Pass and there's going to have to be changes on this front and yes we are going to bring games to other platforms and stuff like that and like with the two first games we mentioned like Sea of Thieves and Hi-Fi Rush I don't think anybody's going to really care about those games coming to other platforms they're smaller no. games they're uh, yes go ahead and try to get as much money as you can out of them but it's the Gears of War it's the Halo it's the you know, the Starfield, that's the stuff that people start to get really bothered about if those were to make the jump. 
Um, do you think, I guess my question for you is like, do you think they have seen the pushback over the past week or past <laughs> month, I guess? And do you think they're going to, you know, listen to some of the concerns that fans have? Because I do think there are a lot of concerns. One big thing too, before, uh, before I let you talk, one thing that I think is worth noting too, is like, in theory, game, their games are going to run better on PlayStation 2 because they're not planning, <laughs> based on what we know, they're not planning a mid-gen console refresh this year. Yeah. The PlayStation 5 Pro is on the horizon, so Sony will naturally have the better hardware, and then they'll have Xbox games coming to that better hardware. Like, there's just no way they can justify, you know, this is the best ecosystem to play or anything like that because it just flat out won't be. Yeah. Um, so do you think they've like taken some of this criticism to heart and they're like, okay, maybe we shouldn't actually do that. Or I, I, I don't know. What do you think? It, I don't know. It's tough to say because it's like you said, you know, there's so much stuff we don't know, like specifically what you said about, and I've heard this before about the, uh, the future, right? Like if, if sales don't go, if sales continue to go down then we might lose Xbox, which means we lose competitive, we lose a competitor and Sony's like, I mean, they're not the only game in town because there's Nintendo, but it's, you know, it it's very different. So I, I don't know. It's very tough to say. I just, I think in my, to me, what makes the most sense is a window of exclusivity, like I said earlier, for these games on Xbox. And then by the time they come out, you know, it's just like when they release uh, PS5 games on PC, like mm -hmm. the people who really want to play it are going to get a PS5 and they're going to play it, right? They're not going to wait for PC. People who wait, you know, sure, you have to wait, but you'll get it eventually. That's what makes the most sense to me. I'm not saying that's what they'll do. I would hope, I mean, I, okay, here, here's what I'll say. I was going to say, I would hope they're listening to their community, but I would also hope they're not listening to the people who are like terminally online talking about it. I, I hope they're not listening to those people. Like listen to the, you know, the more reserved opinions because I've seen some people, um, even people, you know, in our space that write about video games, who have been more reserved with it and like actually you know saying the same stuff you're saying right and so i'm hoping they're listening to those people but i just i don't know it it seems like at this point like the cat's almost out of the bag they almost have to do like if if i don't know i don't know you're do kind you of think they have to do it i don't know i'm just you're kind of setting up like the next thing i wanted to bring up really briefly here is like it feels like xbox is always on the back foot like they are never <laughs> able yeah. to get their own PR and like strategies out there to the public and be like, here's what we're doing. They're horrible with communication. It feels like they're yeah. always responding to drama or to blowback or something like that. Like they have never had a good situation where they they can just, you know, even something like uh blade getting announced last year. I know a lot of people have pointed to that. Like they announced the game. Cool. It's coming from arcane, which is a Bethesda studio. That's obviously going to be an Xbox exclusive. Right. And they're like, we're not going to say anything for like a week or whatever it was. Like, can you just like, there's are, are simple communicative measures. Yeah. I feel like they could take it with some of these instances. Again, like all the exclusivity stuff with Starfield and Elder Scrolls six, like they're so dodgy about it. Like they didn't finally yeah. commit to Starfield being an exclusive or whatever until I want to say like summer 2022. They're like, Oh yes, it is exclusive. It's like, why couldn't you have just said that? Like they're always so dodgy and elusive. And it's like, just, just get your messaging out there and just be very straightforward. Like there are too many questions to be had about what they're doing or what, where their games are going to be stuff like that. Like, and I have a feeling like to set this up for next week, I have a feeling that that's, this is kind of what's going to happen with this whole business update. I don't think they're going to be clear. I don't think there's going to be a cohesive message. I think we're going to end this thing and still have a lot of questions about what the heck is going on in the future. And that's like the one, regardless of what direction they go, that is the one thing that I feel like they need to do is just be, 
absolutely clear on what the future of Xbox is going to look like and yeah, just lay it all out there for once because they absolutely have done a poor job of it throughout this generation. So, I mean, th this is the moment to do that, right? Like they've had all this stuff leak and all these, you know, all the, all these people on the internet say they're going to uh, give up being Xbox fans. They, this is the moment to actually like come out and say something like that. And so you hope they do it. Will they? Who knows? But um, I'm hoping, I'm hopeful as I'm, someone who isn't really a fan of either console. Like I just play games where they're, where they are, but you know, that's kind of been my thing forever too. It's like I've owned every console since I was a kid. Like I've just always bought them all. So it's like, in, in my mind, it's like, like I still want to keep playing certain things on Xbox platforms and I will probably continue to do that in perpetuity as long as they're around. But like at the end of the day, it's just one of those situations where it's like, I'm not super committed to any one ecosystem. Yeah. So. I mean, last year, my uh, Xbox became my, it will be the show machine, which is a weird one because That's, that was always a PlayStation exclusive. I tried that and I couldn't wrap my brain around it. Okay, last topic <laughs> here. We're going to do this one very short, very brief, because I feel like we're going to be coming back to this soon. Um, it's February. There are rumors of a direct. Also, if you hear people outside, I'm sorry. I don't know why they decided to move my yard right now. Um, <laughs> there are rumors of a new direct coming out this month. Um I guess the big question is obviously there's always a direct. There's obviously a bunch of switch exclusives on the horizon here. we've got the paper Mario remaster, the, the Luigi's mansion Two remaster, the princess peach game. There's, there's like some small things like this. Do you think at this direct, whatever it is, we assume there's one this month. Do you think they show switch Two for the first time there? Or do you think they save that for a separate event or a separate marketing beat or something like that? Because currently they've not, said that the switch 2 is coming out but we all it's kind of like the industry's most open secret and we know yeah. something is happening with them this year do you think we see it for the first time in a direct or would it be further down the line um i i mean i believe that the leaks say march is switch 2 announcement i believe that's what the leaks are saying now i i would probably lean into that as being close to true that feels like a i don't know when do other consoles usually get announced around june right so I think, but I think that's changing now because there's no, well, it's, it's all so different. Like I think this, yeah, the but, original switch got announced, you know, with in like October or something oh, like that. So, and then it that. came out in the spring. Yeah. So they're, 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 they're in a totally different, they're going a totally different route here, but potentially looking at a fall launch. I, I personally, I don't think they do my dog barking. I'm sorry. It's personally, okay. I don't think they do. Yeah, I think, I mean, I don't think, that I'll th I think it'll be the March thing. I think this one will be like a partner showcase kind of thing, like where we'll get, um, you know, some more indie type announcements, maybe a couple announcements from Nintendo, but nothing too, too major. And then they'll come back with a big one in March um, and then lead us into the summer where we'll probably get like more extended looks at whatever's coming. And then, you know, that just, that's what makes sense to me. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think we will probably come back next week. Like I said, this will be a part two conversation next week. I imagine we'll come back and talk more about whatever Xbox ends up announcing. And then there's probably there are rumors of a direct next week happening. So we will probably come back and talk about that uh, next week as well. Um, until that time, I think that's it for this episode. Thank you all so much for joining us uh, again. If you want to subscribe to Comic Book Nation here, be sure to check us out on YouTube and all uh, on different podcast platforms. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for joining us this episode. We will see you back here next time. Bye-bye.